This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Chris McKinney from Nolan Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, give us a call at 719-210-4242 or visit us online at our website, TaraEnolan.com. And while at our website, click on the radio page and check out our past shows and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Today's episode looks at some proposed changes to the rules for retirement accounts. These changes are proposed in the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act, known as the SECURE Act, that passed the House of Representatives in May of 2019 on a 417-3 to vote. The SECURE Act is currently under debate in the U.S. Senate. But before we tackle this potential piece of legislation, let's Welcome, my right and honorable co-host, Tony Shore. How are you doing today? The right and honorable <laughs> co-host. I love it. I love it a little bit. Of, I, I'm not like a judge or anything, but uh, I, I am going to be judgmental on that title. Why does our government have to complicate everything? They, they try so hard to come up with an acronym. Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act. It's, uh, it, it, right. Helpful. It's to satisfy their need to have, a, have an acronym. That makes people feel good. <laughs> yeah, they could have just called it the Secure Act. Uh, right, it would have been much better. <laughs> it still doesn't so, say what it means. What, what, yeah, what does setting that mean? every community up for retirement enhancement. Well, yeah, they're trying to say that they're going to help people's retirement, but I, I don't think everything in the bill is a positive. But I'm sure there are some positive things, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we find out what's in that and how it's going to affect us. Chris, I know you have the answers, uh, but I wanted to tell you, I had a great week. Uh, last oh, week was awesome. Halloween and I went trick-or-treating. I didn't go trick-or-treating, but I handed out candy to kids. My my kids are too old for trick-or-treating and I handed out, um, this year we handed out little bags of pretzels and Doritos and some Snicker bars. So uh, that was fun. And uh, my neighbors and I usually get together, usually the guys from our cul-de-sac. And we had a little, we have one of those little portable metal fire pits in my front driveway and a table with all the candy on it. And we stand around and the adults uh, drink some uh, adult beverages and nice. hand out candy to the kids. It's a, it's a good time. We had a good time. It was fun. I like Halloween. That's That's fun. Yeah, we, we live so far away from everybody. Uh, we haven't gotten a trick-or-treater since we moved here, um, let's see, 14 years ago almost. Yeah, well, you won't. You guys are kind of out in the country. and Well, uh, our, our driveway is 100 yards long, so nobody, yeah, exactly. that's pretty daunting for any trick-or-treater. <laughs> right, yeah, nobody's going to tackle that. Yeah. Uh, plus, with that killer cat of yours, what's the cat's name? The cat's name is Tigger. And, oh, Tigger. Uh, she, yeah, Tigger's a, a killer. Nobody's going to come near the place with Tigger oh, there to protect she, you. She's all black. She's got uh, 
really bright green eyes. So when she opens those eyes in the dark, you can see them and you can't see her. So it is kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, but she's she's a she's a tame cat, I'll tell you that. She you said she's a lap cat. She likes attention. It, she she does, but she doesn't like it when I talk loud and she, she has since moved away. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you start doing the show and she moves away. Yeah, cats are really finicky that way. Well, we didn't uh we're not going to talk about cats or uh, trick or treating. We're going to talk about this uh, secure act um, it feels like a topic that could uh, impact a, a lot of listeners because it's really to do rules and changes to IRAs, right? Uh, that's right, Tony. It certainly could uh, affect uh, a lot of our listeners. In fact, there are several different changes in this potential law. So we have several different resources today, including the act itself from the House Ways and Means Committee. So this document highlights some of the proposed changes, changes that could impact how some individual retirement accounts are used. Uh, and I know there's a lot to cover, but what do you think the most important or one of the biggest items uh, proposed in the new bill uh, would be? Well, in my opinion, one of the bigger changes within the SECURE Act deals with how IRAs are treated after the account holder dies. Under current rules, many individuals use IRAs as part of their estate plan. July 2019 article, the stretch IRA is about to snap under the SECURE Act, explains how IRAs can be used for estate planning. Investors can bequeath their IRA to heirs like grandchildren. This can have some potential tax advantages for those heirs. Each IRA has required minimum distributions, also known as RMDs, that begin once the policyholder reaches the age 70 and one half. While the grandchild will have to take RMDs Due to their younger age, they could stretch out those distributions over a longer period, allowing them to potentially minimize their tax liability. So it's a stretch IRA is a good thing, and it allows you to pass on your IRA to your loved ones, but yet they don't have to uh, take out uh, quite as large of uh, required minimum distributions. Uh, they can spread it out over a longer period of time so they don't have just one big tax liability. Uh, I would imagine stretch IRAs are a popular estate planning tool that you utilize, right? Uh, yes, it, they really can be because it can really help uh, those people that are inheriting uh, those funds um, not have that huge tax burden. Yeah. Um, stretch IRAs started getting attention from the press and Congress during the 2012 presidential election. During that election, through financial disclosures, it was made known that Mitt Romney had an IRA that was worth up to $102 million. Wow. Yeah. In one IRA, that's crazy. So th this prompted a lot of questions from the media and Congress. How to get so much money in there, right? So Congress has investigated changing rules related to stretch IRAs before, most notably during the Obama administration a few years ago. This time, they've partnered those changes with others and it seems likely that this bill will eventually become law. Okay, so we need to pay attention to this, and it could uh, do away with some of those stretch IRA strategies that people utilize. Uh, what are some other things that this new SECURE Act could change? Well, focusing again on stretch IRAs, the SECURE Act would require that RMDs take place within 10 years of the original account owner's death. This would likely increase tax revenues due to those distributions placing the beneficiaries in a higher income tax bracket. The SECURE Act would make this change to so-called stretch IRAs 
in order to create more tax revenue from those distributions. More tax revenue is needed to make up for several of the other changes the Act makes. As detailed in the June 2019 CNBC article, Five Tips for Advisors to Consider Before the Stretch IRA Dies Out, one new part of the SECURE Act allows for small businesses to work together to sponsor a retirement plan for their employees through a plan called a Multiple Employer Plan, or MEP. MEP, M-E-P. Now, that stands for must-eat pizza, right? <laughs> Every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> MEP, must-eat pizza. No, I, I didn't know, I don't know a lot about the multiple employer plans. Uh, uh, can you tell us a bit more about that? Sure, Tony. First, let's uh, define what a multiple employer plan is. According to Investopedia.com, they are a retirement savings plan that is adopted by two or more employers that are related to tax purposes. The Internal Revenue Service and the U.S. Department of Labor determine if employers are unrelated. A MEP can be either a defined contribution plan like a 401k, or it could be a defined benefit pension plan. MEPs are run by a MEP sponsor. In most cases, the sponsor has a fiduciary liability for the plan and carries out all administrative duties. Gotcha. Now, remind me what fiduciary is again. I, I know, but I think our listeners, you should remind us so we know and that's an important one. Well, we here at Nolan Financial are fiduciaries. A fiduciary acts on behalf of others in their best interest. In this case, the MEP sponsor performs the fiduciary duty for those that join the multiple employer plan. Those companies that join the plan as, are known as adopting employers. The MEP sponsor owes the duties of good faith and trust to the adopting employers of the MEP. Uh, how would this impact small businesses? Would it be a positive change? Well, Tony, positive negative often depends on your point of view. So the SECURE Act that passed the House opens multiple employer plans to more employers. Currently, those types of plans require that businesses share a common economic or representational interest. In my opinion, that type of restriction is holding MEPs back from their full potential. Oh, okay. So uh, that makes sense, uh, I suppose. Uh, but our time is just about up for this first segment of the show. We should probably take a quick break here. Is there anything else you want to add, Chris, before we do? Uh, yes, I do, Tony. Preparing for retirement is an important part of your financial process. Go visit our website at terraenolan.com or call our office at 719-210-4242. Um, if you call our, one of the first 20 callers today, uh, we have set aside 20 complimentary consultations. So please give us a call and call us at 719-210-4242. All right. Thanks, Chris. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Nolan Financial Radio and our host, Chris McKinney, right after this. Creating an income plan for retirement is crucial in helping turn your retirement dreams into a reality. One way we help our clients achieve this is through Social Security. Social Security can be an overwhelming topic, but our guide to Social Security can help you better understand and better implement a successful Social Security strategy. And you can download our guide to Social Security right now by going to TaraEnolan.com or by calling Tara Nolan Advisory Services at 719-210-4242. 
And when you visit our website or call in, you will not only get our Guide to Social Security, but our entire Retirement Income Toolkit, which features the Guide to Social Security and much more. Call our office at 719-210-4242 or visit TaraEnolan.com now. Welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Chris McKinney from Nolan Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, give us a call at 719-210-4242 or visit us online at TaraEnolan.com. And while at our website, click on the radio page, check out past shows, and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Today's episode looks at some proposed changes to the rules for retirement accounts. These changes are proposed in the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act, also known as the SECURE Act. And we're not going to say that anymore during the show. We're just going to call it the SECURE Act. It was passed back in May of 2019. Uh, It passed by a 417 to 3 vote. So right now it's under debate in the U.S. Senate. Um, In our first segment, we touched on how stretch IRAs could be impacted. And just before the break, we were getting into some of the details of how multiple employer plans may change. Okay. Uh, I must admit that I learned about MEP sponsors for the first time and adopting employers as well. My financial vocabulary is expanding every single episode of the show, Chris, thanks to you. Uh, But let's get back to the SECURE Act. How does it impact these types of plans? Well, according to the blog from MassMutual, the SECURE Act would allow more types of businesses to work together in a MEP. Currently, businesses have a common economic or representational interest. These could allow more businesses to potentially cut costs, eliminate regulatory red tape, and limit legal liability. Congress could also make it easier for these plans to administer be administered as well. The SECURE Act directs the Department of Labor to simplify reporting for MEPs for plans that cover less than 1,000 employees. However, in order to qualify for this simplified reporting, each participating employer must have less than 100 employees in the plan. So are there other changes then to IRAs that the SECURE Act is proposing? Uh, Yes, Tony. Another facet of the Act repeals the maximum contribution age of 70 and one-half. With the average life expectancy increasing and employees working longer, they can continue contributing to retirement accounts. There have been some criticism of this provision. Critics say that it mostly benefits those with significant tax-deferred savings. The change would allow them to grow this money for a longer period of time. There are other suggested changes for RMD rules. Some have included smaller accounts, like those with a value of less than 100000 to be relieved of withdrawal requirements for the owner of the account. Well, these seem like really beneficial changes, right? This is positive news. Yeah, I really agree with this uh, idea about relieving uh, smaller accounts of these RMD rules. I think that's a really good thing. Um, There's no reason to to make people uh, take that out when it's such a small uh, tax revenue for, for us. Um, they should be taking those out. So while these are likely beneficial changes for for some people, if you plan on using your IRA as a stretch IRA, you may want to look at other potential options to pass on your legacy. In the recent uh, Barons.com article uh, we talked about earlier, they suggest one option may be to convert your IRA into a Roth IRA. 
This will result in current tax consequences, but may provide future tax benefits for your beneficiaries. Yeah, you don't want to leave big tax burdens for your loved ones. And so in that scenario, you'd pay the taxes now as opposed to when the funds are withdrawn. Uh, that's right, Tony. Um, one of the things that we uh, help some of our clients do is schedule out how they would pay those taxes, how they would move that money into a Roth. Uh, so it's a really good option um, that people should consider. Um, there's another option that uh, some of our clients have chosen to do, and that's looking at endowment contracts um, wrapped inside a life insurance policy that provides for their heirs uh, as beneficiaries. So if you want to control how money is distributed, you may also want to investigate creating a trust so that your wishes are followed after your death. Okay. Uh, I, I see that. The proposed legislation, it sounds like it's going to change a lot of things uh, about IRAs. Yes, it certainly could. Uh, it's important to remember that this is simply proposed legislation and not yet actual law. While the SECURE Act isn't yet law because the Senate hasn't voted on it yet, it had a lot of bipartisan support. So it, I feel it's likely to become law. I highly recommend that you review your current financial strategy with your financial services professional, see if these potential changes might impact you. Uh, once this law does become uh, enacted, I'm sure that we as a kind of an education company will set up some, uh, some seminars and things on this so we can help uh, people navigate uh, the SECURE Act. Today we've been talking about potential changes to IRAs due to some proposed legislation. In the final segment of today's show, I'm going to focus on another type of change, divorce. Specifically, how you can reconfigure retirement strategy after going through a divorce. One of our sources for today is an article from U.S. News & World Report from October of 2019, How to Retool Your Retirement Plan After Divorce, and is available at money.usnews.com. Uh, for many people, divorce causes major changes in most areas of life. Retirement strategy is just one area that's impacted. Both individuals will need to adjust, but the one with less income will likely have to adjust more. Today, we'll look at a few steps in the U.S. News and World Report article suggesting for the, has suggestions uh, for those adjustments. So what's the first suggestion from that article? Uh, well, Tony, one item that you may want to consider is a qualified domestic relations order also known as QDRO. Or Quadro, it's, right? Quadro, right. Quadro. Exactly. I think Quadro was also one of the superheroes in the DC Comics <laughs> universe. I'm kidding. Yeah, but nobody knows who he is because nobody watches DC movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. If he were a Marvel character, we'd all be familiar, right? All there right. probably would have been 10 movies made about him already. <laughs> yep. And he'd have a fancy costume. <laughs> yeah, he would. Quadro. Uh, All right, go ahead. Okay. So uh, Quadro could be very important if your former spouse or partner had an employer-sponsored retirement plan and you're entitled to a portion of it as part of your divorce agreement. So Quadros require payouts to plan non-participants. Uh, these are often very complex and time-consuming. Uh, you may want to work with an attorney or an actuary as retirement plans often have very specific requirements as to how quadros are written. Now, we've we've had uh, some clients have gone through these. 
uh, the quadros uh, are, are good to have. Um, sometimes uh, our clients work through their attorneys and do a settlement so that they aren't, aren't tied to that plan. Uh, so there's lots of different ways that you can do this. Quadro is, is one of them. Another one is to, just to work out a deal with uh, through your attorney uh, with your former spouse so you're not tied up with that uh, retirement plan. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So uh, what can you do with the money you receive through a Quadro? So once you receive money through that Quadro, you can roll it into your own IRA or other retirement account. According to uh, August 2017 MarketWatch.com article entitled Getting Divorced, How to Avoid Tax Pitfalls When Splitting Up Retirement Accounts, using Quadros can be a valuable way to split up retirement accounts. Using a Quadro allows a spouse to receive the money to roll it over into a tax-free IRA. Okay. How does, the, how does divorce impact Social Security? Uh, that's a big part of retirement, right? And I know there are certain uh, ways that divorce affects your Social Security benefits. Uh, you're right, Tony. Another thing to keep in mind is that divorce doesn't necessarily mean that you lose out on Social Security spousal benefits through your former spouse. If you're married for 10 years and have not remarried, you're entitled to spousal benefits from your ex-spouse or partner's Social Security record. Your Social Security benefit amount will be impacted by the timing of filing for it. Working with financial service professional can help you find the timing that fits your strategy the best. Um, we have a Social Security maximization report that's on our website, and you can get to that through our radio page. Uh, by filling out a little information on the right-hand side, you can get to that uh, maximization brochure, um, and then you can contact us, and then we can pull, pull, uh, print out the whole report for you. Uh, so remember that these benefits are available to you. Filing for spousal benefits doesn't impact the potential benefits of your ex-spouse or partner or any spouses or partners that you may have later in life. So there's, there's no impact to taking those benefits. Um, we have a specific example. My father-in-law, um, he, he worked for a long time, but his Social Security benefits uh, got reduced um, by a, a payroll pension. And so he is actually filing for spousal benefits from uh, his, his former wife, my, Tara's mom, uh, but they're no longer married. Um, and, but there's no impact to her for him taking those benefits and so he, he's going to get a, a big benefit out of that. Um, his his uh, monthly benefits will go up about $500 a month. Wow. Wow. So uh, are there any more tips from the article that might help us out? Well, the next three tips from the article can be combined. So the article suggests creating an inventory of assets, updating your retirement plan, and contributing to your savings. I will combine all those into one statement. Set up a time to meet with your financial services professional. If you don't have one, or would you like to examine options with someone not connected to your former spouse, go find one. Working with a financial services professional can help you work through each of these steps. Often, one of these first things they will request is that you create an inventory of assets. Ah, okay. Uh, your office has tools also to help people create that inventory, right? Uh, that's right, Tony. Here at uh, Nolan Financial, we use uh, what we call the generational vault. It helps you compile and keep track of those assets. 
Our generational vault is a virtual safety deposit box for you to upload important documents and view financial information. It's comprised of three dynamic components, uh, a secure portal to pass and store confidential financial documents, a daily investment and banking values powered by a third party vendor and snapshots of financial assets and expenses so you can view your current financial position. So what else does your office recommend, Chris, for people who are looking to reconfigure their retirement strategy after divorce? Uh, finally, Tony, we believe contributing to your own savings is likely going to be the most important action you can take as part of your retirement strategy after divorce. Divorce may have upset your financial world, and it may feel overwhelming to try and choose a way to move forward. However, even contributing a small amount for your retirement will have long-term benefits. Divorce can be devastating to your financial future, but it doesn't have to be a death sentence for your retirement strategy. Take the right steps. You'll be on your way to be considered uh, having a successful financial future. Well, you know what? Our time is almost up for this week's show. we got a couple of minutes left. So I just wanted to ask you, I know that a lot of people out there don't realize some of the Social Security benefits they are entitled to, especially if they're divorced, right? Uh, there are benefits that you can get from your divorced spouse. Uh, you can get some of their Social Security benefits. It doesn't take away from their benefits, but you're eligible to collect on their benefits as well, right? Uh, that's right, Tony. And all you need is to have those uh, 10 years of marriage uh, and not having been remarried, then you can take advantage of those. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the spouse, I'm not sure. I don't even think that they are notified that you're taking the benefits. Once they filed for benefits, uh, then the Social Security office actually asked um, is, is, is the spouse going to come in? Cause they know the guy. So, so you go to your, your social security administration office and find out what the story is with what's going on and with your spousal benefits. And they can really be a big benefit for you. Um, if you're, if you've gone through that divorce, uh, you want to know what your, the differences are between, uh, what you're getting with social security and what you could get if you take the spousal benefits. Uh, so it's really important that you learn what those numbers are because it really could impact your financial future. Oh, wow. Yeah, it sounds like it would be, make a huge impact. Now, uh, our time has flown by. Our time is almost up. Is there anything else you want to add or share with us before we go today? Uh, yes, Tony. Uh, for all our listeners, please come out to our website at terraenolan.com. Um, or give us a call at 719-210-4242 to learn more about this episode or any of our past episodes. Uh, if you call in today, uh, if you're one of the first 20 callers, we've set aside complimentary consultations. Uh, please give us a call at 719-210-4242. We want to help you uh, make sound decisions and build a retirement on a solid foundation. So if you have any questions, uh, please give us a call at 719-210-4242. All right. That sounds fantastic. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Chris McKinney. Join us again for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll see you next time. 
Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at TaraEnolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.